The Star Wars Squadrons Podcast, Episode 6. It's January 19th. I'm your host, Time Bomb. With me is our other host every week, Green Fox Leader. How you doing, buddy? What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing pretty oh, yeah. good. We are just coming off the Calrissian Cup's first event. That's pretty exciting, buddy. Yeah, super exciting. It went, it went pretty well. We had a good... Um, a good turnout with squads. We had a good turnout with uh, people watching, and uh, everything went to go seemed to go pretty smooth. I, I was sitting there in the help desk all day, and and uh, nothing, no one really <laughs> came in with too many problems, and everything went pretty, went pretty well. All in all, from I mean, actually, from the moment that the tournament was announced to now was like a pretty quick turnaround. You know what I mean? Like, and it ran so smoothly. Just I gotta say, congrats to you, man. And I think everybody had a really good good time in the event. So, man, it is awesome for you to put that on for the community and. We're just getting started here. So much more to come, man. That's awesome. Yeah, hell yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of other people behind the scenes. You know, um, our, our good buddy in Aces 5, Bricky T, uh, basically spearheaded the, the rule book and um, Wildfire put put in a bunch of work. So did Javen and uh, all the guys at uh, Crimson Wings and TGS, obviously. All the casters did a great job. So I think uh, it was cool. Everybody pulling together from different communities and um, doing doing a big event like that. It was really fun. Man, it- it was amazing to see the community come together for the first time and have all of the best teams kind of compete. And one team was able to rise to the top, and we were happy happy to have them on the podcast here today. Galactic Agriculture Squadron. We've got Agriculture and Rakelich here. Say hello, guys. How are you doing? Yeah. Hey, guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Hi, chance. The so when you say Drake why don't you say hi first so people know your voice? Hi. There we go. And Agriculture, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, thanks. Nice. Man, first of all, congratulations to you guys. How are you feeling after that win? What a roller coaster. (laughs) (laughs) It It was great. Like, oof. How did the Swiss rounds go? Let's go back to the beginning of the of the tournament. So everybody was kind of on an even playing field, 64 teams out there. Uh, how did the first couple of games in the Swiss go? Uh, terrible, terrible. The first couple of games were, were real bad. Um, hmm. We hadn't prepped, uh, not prepped, sorry. We hadn't <laughs> warmed up. And uh, we went to go fight uh, Cavern Angels. And we were really surprised by their tactics and we just barely squeaked in an empire win. Wow. And we knew we had to really bring our a game for the Republic game. And when we played the Republic game, we gave it our all and they took it. So we tied the first game. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was pretty bad. <laughs> Starting so, off yeah. with a split. Yep. That was not good. So what was your guys' then after going into a split probably you know you probably have high hopes running into it expecting to win how do you regroup from that point well we talked it through we figured out that some players were nervous it was their first tournaments and uh we uh we kind of just got our got our confidence back and you know knew we had to go into the next one and really push hard 
think was there he, a bit of a mental game there? Yeah, definitely. I I think the first game was a lot of of the just the mentality of and nervous nerves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna actually. Maybe and then we faced the skull. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's fine. Um, and then we faced skull in the next game, and we we're like, okay, well, this is gonna get pretty hard too, right? So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, skull's good and Cabernet. Angels, I didn't see them very much around in the scene back in the fall, and they seem like they're a fairly new team. They were dropping some hot and heavy tactics on you guys in the beginning there, or what? What uh, Did you feel like you are on the back foot for a second? You squeaked out a win in Empire, you said? Um, Go ahead. Yeah, so, like, I'm not too sure. Um, I didn't play in the first game, right? No. Okay. Uh, um, the... Yeah, so the first Empire game, we uh, we just got the win in. Um, but one of the things that Cavern Angels were doing that we weren't ready for was as soon as the frigates would die, they were setting up two ion torpedoes. They're going in right away on the capital ship and getting rid of the the bubble. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And we were ready to defend the shield gens, yeah. and it it caught us off guard mm-hmm. in the first game. But we didn't realize that that's what happened in the uh. first game. How did you figure it out? So we saw it happen in the Republic game in game uh, two. They did the same thing. And then that's kind of when we realized how they had done so much damage to the capital ship in the first game. Mm. Kind of okay. I'm actually, you should give a shout out to the other uh, members of, of your team as well who couldn't be here today. Who are the other guys who are out there with you? Uh, so there's uh, Varane, which is our support player. There's Shazam Powers and Skell, which are Slayers or PKers. And um, Whistling Bird, which is another objective player. And we have Odson, which is uh, kind of figuring out where uh, where he wants to play right now, but kind of focusing on the, the, the Slayer gameplay. Mm-hmm. So how, that sounds like, is it six guys on your team you roll with then? Seven. Seven. Oh, you do have a full seven. Nice. So, how did nice. the, how did gas come together? How did you guys start? Like, how did it originate? You can say that one. For sure. Okay. Um, so, almost all of the players come from Galactic uh, Starfighter, which is uh, mm. in Star Wars: The Old Republic, the MMO. There's a a spaceship PvP mode, right? Yeah. Mm. And that's Galactic Starfighter. We all have been playing that for a long time. I had a team that played there, like uh, Varane, Skell, and Odson were all on it. And then Agriculture and Whistling Bird played on the EU servers for it. And we had a player named Tom that was playing with us at the start of Squadrons, and he um, left the game to go play uh, a different game. So that's when we kind of had to recruit a new player. Mm-hmm. Mm. And we put some some words out for a while. We did a couple of trials with some players, but... They weren't a right. They weren't the right fit, and then finally, we had we weren't even updating the ad, and suddenly, Sh- Shazam asked, "You know, are you guys still looking for a player?" And we're like, "Yeah, we are." And we did a mm-hmm. like a trial run, and we knew right away. We knew right away that he was the, just mm-hmm. the right fit. Nice. Were you guys tracking Shazam during the two v two? Because if you guys remember, he was the uh, his partner could make it, and he was a single player that made it three quarters of the way through the two v two brackets back in the fall. And I was like, oh, man, who's this Shazam guy? Where did he come from? That was cool. 
we did not know who he was until he messaged us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys do have the background in flying games. Are you guys playing on controller or do you guys use Hodas? What's your setup like for you guys? That's a good uh, question. So no controllers at all. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, Shazam, I, and Odson all play on mouse and keyboard. What? Didn't expect that coming. Yep. <laughs> keyboard and mouse. That's interesting. And, and then Skill and uh, Agriculture play on um, sticking keyboard. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that's pretty calm. Okay. <laughs> I got to say, first of all, the fact that yeah. three of you guys... <laughs> play on mouse and keyboard mm. and he just won the tournament is making me like be like what is am i wrong i thought controller could compete <laughs> no i'm like maybe you can't because you guys are all on mouse. is do you how how important do you think that is a factor at all i'm blown blown away by this compared to controller there's just too many buttons in this game to play it on a controller i mm-hmm. that's what i wanted to play on mm-hmm. when it started um i actually wanted to play I know this is going to sound nuts, but I really want to play with half a controller and a keyboard on my left hand. But the game I, I doesn't love, allow it. Yeah, yeah, I love half controller feel. Just that left hand control analog, you know. That would totally uh, work, or actually. Or even the right hand. Yeah. You don't, I mean, That'd just because you need it for the the uh, the throttle, right? Like, yeah, it just totally makes sense that you could use the keyboard for it. Wow. Um, huh. Well, you're blowing my mind here a bit. I'm really off kilter by that. I didn't expect three mouse and keyboard players. I feel like I haven't yeah. heard of anyone. Uh, I love playing with mouse and keyboard, really. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, Vrain and Whistling Bird play on HOTUS. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how do you guys, like, train then? Do you, do you guys do scrims, really? Do you do private matches? Are you guys hitting the rank queue? How are you guys coming up with your tactics and everything? <laughs> well, so... So we... We, we, we kind of had a team meeting at some point. And we um, we made the choice not to scrim any teams whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just hit the queue and uh, played from there, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, that makes sense because I remember I remember coming up against you guys one time, and you guys just shredded us. I feel like we knew though because I think like Drakelitz, were you? The the first one to get Galactic Ace in Operation One is that what I, am I remembering that correctly? Backing up one, I think so. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. so I, feel yeah. like, I got it. Yeah, you were and the someone one. from Cheese. I think it's Rinky. <laughs> I yeah. got it as well. Yes, I think. But I think I think you had it like pre. Maybe I'm mistaken, but like you you really wrote it out right. Like you had to dodge the uh, <laughs> the glitches and all that to get there, like hardcore. This is like early early November, I think, if not late October. Because, uh, yeah, it's we had the five bands set up before the game came out with the ranks and everything. And we, we've been hunting for anybody past, uh, <laughs> at that time, it was like lower hero. There wasn't anybody past that, right? And then all of a sudden we heard, oh, there's this guy, Draco. He's floating around. He's already Galactic Ace. It was awesome. <laughs> yep. So yeah, uh, when, when the rank reset happened, I was Legend 2. Oh, okay. Because I didn't get the rank bug. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get the ranked bug. Mm. Um and I tell you what, farming rank in that system was the most nightmare thing ever. Oh my god! Especially when you're that example, high. Go ahead. I was just saying, especially when yeah. you're that high. Continue. Sorry. Tell, explain, please. Yeah, but but even just the hero grind, right? Like like right now, the hero grind is is not too bad, right? To get to valiant, like you can mm-hmm. do it pretty quickly. But 
I had to win 90 games in a row to get through Hero. <laughs> because each loss was crippling because everyone was considered rank zero. Yeah. So you would lose like 70 points and gain one every game, basically. What an epic battle. But <laughs> you, and so yeah. we, knew, we knew who you were from there, and then we were like, well, his teammate, and then you know, we saw the gas tags. I guess we're like, okay, those are three stack at least, and then you guys just shredded us too. So you, you were just, just killing the rank queue, though. You guys were rank queue killers. So basically a team had to see you on the rank queue to really know what you were going to do. Yeah. And we did a lot of duo and trio queuing after Tom left because we didn't have really a five team. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we weren't really playing as five for a while, yeah. which is also why we're not in the SCL. We didn't have a team to sign up for the SCL. Mm -hmm. so. No, that's a shame. Yeah. Maybe that kind of like helped out though, just like your overall plan not to scrim teams or anything too, because you know teams mm -hmm. really didn't know what to expect if they were going to come against you in that tournament right there. In the in the reverse fashion, you didn't know what to expect when you came across, you know, Cavern Angels or any of the other guys either, because you hadn't been actively scrimming. So I guess it's two way street in some ways. Or it suddenly was. Did you guys do any research on the, on any of these teams you might be facing? Because there's more tape available of them, obviously. True. That was a question. Yeah, we, uh, we we <laughs> definitely did our homework. <laughs> yes. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. I always imagine like a World War II briefing room with like the reel to reel and the <laughs> and the guy watching a projector screen. But the the SCL actually was a really useful spot for figuring out the like kind of standard meta everyone was playing mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So that was really good for we watched a lot of those games. Well, that's mm -hmm. one thing too. I want I you know I seeing your guys opening in I mean almost. Every game, I feel like you guys won the opening, if not all out quickly uh, in, uh, you know, through the attrition, winning it in the end just by having the, the advantage. And what was your guys' makeup generally with uh, Empire and Republic on the opening phase? The ship composition is in how many bombers and all that stuff? Mm -hmm. You want to take it or? No, no, just okay. Just go ahead. Um, so on Empire, it was two bombers, two defenders, and a uh, support. And the idea is the, the the bombers are the AI farmers, and the defenders are there to either stop their AI farmers or protect ours, right? Mm -hmm. So we were very focused on getting those AI packs. Now, once the AI, the first AI packs are down, the bombers just switch to like killing players and whatnot, help <laughs> you know stop the other stuff. Oh, really? So you're like yeah. five each, basically, and, and switching to players. Well, or whatever it is, we would do two skill shots mm -hmm. to to with the Goliaths, and then if those hit, we'd converge on the third pack, and then kind of go from there, mm -hmm. and then wait till the either the next round of AI came out, or like just focused players, like whichever. Depends how long the phase was going, right? Sometimes you just get yeah. it right off the bat. And you guys had told me a little bit of a story before of how you got used to the play patterns of the AI. I believe it was agriculture, right? Who had done this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How did you learn again? Can you tell that story again? Um, yeah, so like it didn't take me long to realize how important they were to this game, right? Um I think it was like in the first week or something that we were like, okay, um this is gonna be something that we need to like do and um 
I started doing the farming role, and uh, I just liked it a lot. Like I thought, mm-hmm. it was the f- most fun role that I've ever played in any game, right? Mm-hmm. Like it was just so fun, and um, and so I just wanted to become like the best, I guess. So I um, I basically went into like fleet battle uh, versus AI modes and sort of try to see where they were flying yeah. and um spend a lot of time on that and <laughs> tracking, yeah. tracking the paths of, of time so just basically tra- each, tracking all the paths of their paths each of, map of those, uh, packs yeah each map you saw yes. the path that basically they were going to take in that opening so you knew how to dumb fire your goliaths at them to just take out the whole flock at once quickly right yeah yeah and uh, at the start of the game, uh, they were flying in one way, and then they, of course, changed it. Um, <laughs> so I had to redo that again. Mm-hmm. And then after a little while, we found out that um, in fleet battle versus AI, not all of the AI packs were the same as in ranked. <laughs> so when custom games came out, I had to like redo them uh, a a third time, and wow. before the tournament, I um, like fine tuned almost all the shots. Um, so I spent a long time <laughs> on that, Damn. but I think awesome. it was worth it mm-hmm. because, like, um, I think we like realized that getting the first phase was pretty damn good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, so, yeah. we haven't seen the numbers, but my guess would be I. You got to think 80% of the time, if not higher, the team who wins the opening phase wins the match. I mean, is that a fair, is that a fair estimate? Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? How, uh, how often do you lose when you've, when you've won that opening? I don't know. Don't I don't, like, you know, I've never, yeah, yeah I've mm-hmm. never really looked at it that way. Mm-hmm. We just really yeah. focus on winning that, yeah. that opening phase. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. Yeah, you want to get the attack. So, what's the um, di- now? What would your makeup or your team composition be on the Republic side? Um, it's kind of a similar mirror where you have two Y wings doing the same things, and then two A wings mm-hmm. um, protecting them Defending. with the support. Yep. Nice. Yeah. And you guys were yeah, running uh, mass and beacons with your support ship too, just kind of like what most people were yeah. doing. Yeah. Yeah. Kind yeah, of seems absolutely. undeniable. Um, <laughs> Mm-hmm. We, we saw a lot of teams run like ion torpedoes and things like that in the opening phase with the plan of like once they won the phase they would go immediately to like mm-hmm. ion torp like a frigate or whatnot yeah but we just thought you're diminishing your chance to win the opening phase by doing that mm-hmm. and with how important it is you should just it, like everything should be about winning the opening phase and then transition from there it's yep. kind of a cocky attitude really to be like we can win this four on five almost or i mean i don't know what the, depending what i guess the other guy's running but yeah i i think that's kind of true um it's interesting yeah i we weren't double ai farming and it didn't 
it didn't really cost us until uh, I think day two in the first game. We realized very quickly against that team that if we had any, we had to be double AI farming. So I mean, we we know yeah. the strategy, but it just it just is. I don't know why we didn't realize that you know for some reason it wasn't as obvious to us that a 15 second flip is better than a 30 second flip for whatever reason. But that's mm-hmm. definitely yeah. the right way to go. Do you think they'll uh, change the AI pass in the future? And sorry, I cut you off there as well. Oh, it's just I, I don't know about changing stuff. I, I'm I'm a play in the now mm-hmm. person. Like I just want to play the best strategy with what's out now, and I, I'm not really one to 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 go figure out what what they should do or whatnot. Like I don't really care. I'm gonna play whatever's the best when they change stuff. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. I feel the same way. You kind of gotta go with the meta of a game. Well, it's well, it is the meta kind. Like you, you can't. I mean, you can find off-meta stuff that works too, but it's because it's also powerful, and people don't realize it that I would use it. I guess, like, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm trying to think of an example of that. Um, four I mean, defenders. I, pardon me, sorry. <laughs> yeah, four, four defenders. Def- yeah, four, four defenders. That might be. <laughs> there you go. Well, what a meme. <laughs> well, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just, just, like, oh God. Yeah. Yeah, just a lot of the teams were adjusting during the competition itself. I noticed uh, some people, you know, some teams that weren't dual farming ended up by day two late game. They were dual farming, you know, yeah. and uh, different stuff like that because they saw what kind of pressure some teams were putting on. Um, Cheese and you guys specifically, having done so much fleet battles, uh, a lot of the teams were doing dogfights back in the fall. Um, but teams that, yeah. that kind of had been hitting fleet battles since the beginning definitely seemed to, like they had a little bit of a leg up just in the overall pacing. They knew how fast you had to hit the phases and when when to strike and when to play defense and all that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, just to talk real quick about the double AI farming. Mm-hmm. I heard, mm-hmm. I, I've been hearing tons of talk about how we were <clears throat> doing that. And we would only do that in the first phase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though we switched to two bombers afterwards, it was one bomber's job to kill the raider mm-hmm. and the other bomber's job to kill AI. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good clarification. I mean, I noticed that you guys did have two bombers in that stage but i assumed you well i I wasn't sure actually i did want to ask you i guess but um so yeah you have one so we could actually talk about that next the frigate um uh defense phase we could even start with then so you like to have the two bombers out there let's talk about uh the empire side two two bombers usually two defenders and a support ship yep yeah and just like you said you like to have one guy focusing the raider and another one on um ai now this is a question I have for you. I was kind of debating with someone. Do you think that those bombers, with their farming AI or the raider, how versatile do you think they should be to switching to players? Um, I think it depends on the player's strength. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel very comfortable going after players in my tie bomber, mm-hmm. but not every objective player does, right? Yeah. Um, I, I actually will play dogfights in tie bomber. So, like, I feel very comfortable attacking players in my tie bomber yeah um mm -hmm. i would like i basically never shoot at players Um, (laughs) okay (laughs) like i do it if there's no ai Mm -hmm. right now or if the raider is already dead but like it's 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 like not on my main focus at all so yeah I'm I'm you. I'm I'm I've been studying from the book of agriculture. That's that's the way I play it. And I was kind of someone was saying the the other side to me. Maybe I should be more versatile. Which I'm like, yeah, but 
that's you know exactly it's not my strength and if i just focus on doing ai i'll do more than you know what i mean like if you completely focus on that rather than splitting your focus i feel like it's more but that was my thought and i i like that agriculture kind of backed me up there anyway (laughs) (laughs) that's good um and what about the difference are you just trying to sort of uh mirror that on the uh republic side when you're defending the frigates yeah, the strategy is the same. The only difference is the we, we use a Y wing for it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But the Y wing build changes depending on the enemy makeup. Mm-hmm. Basically, we just added an auto ion t- cannon turret or ICT. Of course. If, uh, if they were running defenders. Yeah, yeah. The, mm-hmm. That's like the pretty pretty meta counter for it. I saw a few teams, and uh, even leading up a few weeks before, we kind of knew that strategy and had a counter strategy to that strategy too. Ready yep. to go. Now, um, when it comes to Raider Corvette killing, I know that was one area. I think we, our, my team talked about it. We didn't do it quite fast enough and weren't efficient enough with it. What, do, you, do you, that one player, is he just focusing it, taking it out as quickly as possible? Is that the goal? Yep, burn it as hard as you can, unless you need to save the morale for something, like if a frigate's about to die mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. But otherwise burn it as hard as you can to stop it from dealing damage mm-hmm. okay yeah no <laughs> seems pretty uh pretty, seems pretty straightforward and i mean yeah you know what i feel i feel good about my team strategy <laughs> it's just we weren't a, we we didn't uh we weren't effective with it obviously we didn't kill we weren't efficient enough with our kill on it because it took longer it's always my team's problem or we're a little slow on defense sometimes yeah so mm. one of the, one of the reasons to kill the raider as fast as possible for our team is that the player whose job it is to kill the raider gets freed up for other stuff mm-hmm. now we have True. two ai farmers or now we have three slayers you know what did you think about those last three games in the uh in the finals there uh did you feel like were you guys under pressure <clears throat> or were you feeling pretty confident uh, in those last couple of games there it seemed like you took out splinter uh pretty quickly um and then um you know i don't know uh how did how did it feel going into that best of five Okay, the the best of five. Um, we felt like we had a really good plan for the randos because we knew mm-hmm. how they played because yeah. they ladder a lot too, and we've yeah. hit them a lot. And they have like one game plan, and they stick to it all the time. So interesting. We felt like we had a really good plan against them. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The randos are interesting because they don't use um, the support ship after the opening phase. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's all torpedoes. Mm-hmm. It's funny. We, we actually <laughs> scrimmed against the rando. That's the team that we scrimmed against the most. So we kind of, we, we took definitely notes from what they were doing to, to, for our game plan for sure. And how did you counter all those torpedoes? Like what was your, what was sort of your, your game plan to kind of deal with that? Um, a lot of it was having players to chaff the, um, the frigates to stop the uh, the torpedoes from hitting type mm-hmm. idea mm-hmm. or even just stopping them from locking on because we noticed they're very go in drop their ordinance and then you know get out just take off mm-hmm. um which gives them like a a very evasive game style so it's very hard to get kills on them while they're doing this because they're doing this list like rotation of players coming in mm-hmm. so just really being on the the chaff cycles and Whenever one player would run out, we'd have someone rotate to take over their spot. Yeah, I mean, I'm hearing that you know, well, people are teams are using heavy communication to keep the chaff 
on the frigates basically constantly. Mm-hmm. For sure, yeah. And I guess because, you know, a lot of teams like that would were using a, an ion torpedo. Um, if you shut down that ion torpedo from taking down the shields on the frigates, they're kind of like... Uh, what do we do? Like, it just holds them up that little bit, and then that gives that you guys time to farm, yep. right? Yeah. yeah. What we also noticed is that in the, like, SCL and, uh, what was the other tournament? The, uh, Operation uh, Ace. Operation Ace? Operation Ace? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so Operation Ace, um, they, they were using, um, they were using chaff a lot too, right, to stop the, the, the torpedoes. So we kind of adjusted all of our strategies to just not use torpedoes for this tournament because everyone's yeah, doing it i was wondering yeah. that's what i was wondering about your that which i thought was really interesting like uh you know you just a lot of conks all the, the rockets some ion late you know what i mean you guys were really mixing up that way with, with the heavy ordinance that was really cool to see and now to hear mm -hmm. what your, was your game plan going in a very smart call yeah i was actually once one thing generally like overall for day two did you guys have a game plan for your like faction and map kind of like situations versus teams? How how laid out was that for you guys, and how much of a conversation did you have? <laughs> Very laid out. <laughs> okay. No, it's cool. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Our our strategy actually evolved as the Swiss and tournament kept going. We kept mm -hmm. finding new stuff that was working against players. So the strategy was actually evolving as we were playing the tournament. We didn't stick wow. to anything we started with. No, oh, that's funny. Yeah, but from the very beginning of all 64 teams to the very end when it was just uh, you and the last team there, yep. um, you guys were playing differently from the beginning to the end, huh? For, for example, um, just a big one, because everyone's talking about the four defenders. Um, it wasn't planned to be four defenders at the start. I was mm -hmm. always sticking on my tie bomber and kind of playing offensive AI morale farming while the three defenders oh, are going to extend the phase, mm -hmm. right? But on ladder, this worked great because we were getting the AI farm yeah. and I wasn't pressured and they were after the defenders. But once we started hitting good teams, I couldn't stay there. I was like stuck in no man's land and I couldn't do anything. So I started switching to defender as well. And we just kind of, added more pressure mm -hmm. and yeah. quickly realized that more pressure was even better mm -hmm. you know actually I have one question about your guys is cap kappa stage two oh, i'm sorry the frigate stage rather you guys often had on the empire side two bombers still with your uh with your defenders and support ship you didn't switch to you know the defenders earlier there is it just you felt you could get in out what was the thinking with those bombers in those situations you want me to keep going agriculture yeah. Okay. Um, so when when we were coming up with strategies, one of the things we kept trying to add was less ship swaps. Mm. We kept trying to add less and less ship swaps. Mm -hmm. And what we noticed was after the first phase, we'd have those two AI farm bombers, and then we were like going back and getting ion ships mm -hmm. and and stuff like that to get rid of those shields. But it's a lot of time that you're spending going back and and then coming back out right uh -huh. and what we realized is just that straight attacking them with the bombers even though they do less damage and you're not as maneuverable and whatnot you end up doing more damage in that same amount of time i mean the dps is high <laughs> on the things the uh the rotaries or whatever you're using so again i mean it's a, I, yeah. it clearly works I, I mean i'm impressed by the strategy doing that i was wondering what the thinking was there i noticed on the Republic side, though, you would grab 
the uh, the X wing. Yeah, because you can't survive on a Y wing that forward. Like it's just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not doable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're we're a little disappointed that nobody at the high high level nobody even touched that B wing. It didn't even get looked at. Uh, is that <laughs> something you guys would ever consider? Even you know, I don't know if you had much chance to t- play it today after the patch came out. But is B wing uh, just not competitively viable on the scene, or what? What do you think? Um, so like we we had one B wing build <laughs> that we like experimented with a little bit. Wanted to pull out, but um, it just came down to. Like a switch, I guess, right? Yeah. Okay. It, it would have been me playing it. And the general idea was uh, a B-Wing can burn down a Raider faster than the Y-Wing because that was my job. Mm-hmm. I could use a B-Wing to do it. Yeah. But I couldn't do it in the frigate phase because even being that far forward on the B-Wing, you just died. So the idea was whenever the Raider was close enough to the MC-75 that I could sit right under the hangar and turret the Raider as the B-Wing, I would switch (laughs) to that instead of the Y-Wing. But it just never came up in the tournament. Either the Raider was already at half and I was better off getting on a different ship or we needed an ICT. So Mm -hmm. I would switch to the Y-Wing with ICT. It just, it never seemed like the right time. I mean, man, I feel like you need like longer... Capture. You need like three phases maybe for it to get to that position, you know, and that's just not <laughs> happening on this level. You know what I'm saying? Like just not close enough. Yeah, there. yeah. but that's a cool. Like that's yeah. definitely the one place where the B wing can shine. It's just like taking out uh, the Raider Corvette. Like they can melt them. I I saw like a meme video where there was a team running out with five of them and just melting, <laughs> melting yeah, right in the opening phase or yeah. something. Yeah. That is a lot oh, of yeah. damage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess we could talk about your cap ship phase too a little bit more um, with the four defenders. I guess I was going to ask when that kind of came to be, if you've been doing it for a while, but you, you're kind of saying it did just develop over the tournament here. Um, mm-hmm. Well, kind of. Mm-hmm. Like the, the four defenders mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. But uh, as far as using defenders on the capital ship, um, we weren't doing that for a while. We were doing like TIE fighters and we were also doing um, bombing runs. We were, mm-hmm. we were really good at doing the like proton bomb runs on the shield gens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And nice. uh, sometimes you get caught as the bomber and you don't make it. You get ioned or, yeah. or whatnot. And what we noticed <laughs> was when that happened, sometimes Shazam would just kill the shield gens anyways. Yeah, interesting. And then we were like, okay, what are you doing? Because you need to show mm-hmm. us. And then so he showed us. And then we're like, well, why don't we just do that? Because <laughs> it's safer. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. So. Wow, that's funny. Yeah, because yeah, I yeah. think some teams, eh, I mean, a lot of te- no teams really, I think, wanted to commit that many defenders to it. But I mean, clearly it's a winning strategy. It's just so overwhelming. Yeah. I mean, the dead drift was so powerful. I mean, maybe that, that says something too. I've talked to people before where I'd be like, man, imagine a team of like five Distracias against you. And like, that's. <laughs> not far off from you guys you know what i mean you guys are are just amazing with those yeah. mechanics and i think it helps you melt those ships so crazily how do you compensate on the republic side um what's your attack like going without the defenders okay you have to take this one <laughs> okay <laughs> so so um we knew that our uh empire game was like really strong and um yeah. so we we were kind of hoping to bring up our Republic game to a point where we could like maybe take like 
one game in a BO5 mm-hmm. or like a BO3 or something, right? Really, in a five-game um, series, you wanted to take a game with Republic, eh? That's a good plan. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, you know, we we were actually thinking that um, all wins for all teams was going to be on Empire, like, pretty much. Because <laughs> we just felt that uh, that side is just so strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and then we kind of wanted to bring our uh, Republic game up to that point. So we were thinking, okay, well, what can we do there? And um, can we make that side kind of the same as the other? Yeah. That was the idea. So I was experimenting a lot with um, the x-wing and um i made a build that uh mirrored the uh empire strat a little bit Mm -hmm. where we were running a concussion missile and burst lasers and like boost kit oh Um, okay well that's interesting oh i see what you're saying how it kind of is like a with the boost kit it's almost like a sort of defender almost sort of yes yes um the idea was to find the Republic version. Mm-hmm. Kind of. <laughs> it's got like the sh- oh, that's yeah. interesting. Wow. Man, you guys are I like your th- I like your strats. Like outside the box thinking to do something that every- like it- <laughs> you're trying to achieve something that everyone's doing but to find such a different way of doing it on the Republic side there. That's awesome. And sorry, go yeah, on. Yeah, it's cool. Um do you have anything to add, Draco? No. I think I think you nailed it. And it's just oh, okay. Yeah. And I mean clearly it's like you're not going to have the drifting in the X-Wings the same way. Does it just uh, the tankiness that just kind of helped you survive, I guess, too? You actually had a ton of drifting. Oh, did you? In the, yeah. in the X-Wing? Um, okay, wow. Yeah. 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 So, um, like, so, we've seen players run a jet engine quite a lot. Um, yeah, it seems to be the new thing right now. Splinter is like doing it a lot, right? And I mean, um, yeah, Car was on an episode or two ago, and he was praised. He gave many reasons why Jet Engine for sure. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, he said, um, yeah, why Jet Engine? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he is uh, very, very good at that. <laughs> and um, and so I felt like I didn't really have time to pr- practice that too much because it was like a week before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So I figured, well, what could we do to like make that build work without that? And then I tried Slam. So Slam well, makes slam your right. ship uh, fly slower, right? But um, with the boost kit, you get a full bar that doesn't go away. And that really helped our strat. So that was very, very good. And um, mm-hmm. I think that ship took our Republic game uh, up to a point where we actually won versus like the top teams, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you went, I think, two and zero against Splinters. So, I mean, beating them, like, I mean, that's pretty impressive on doing it on both sides. You can kind of put an exclamation point on that uh, that strat right there. I'd say. Yeah. But then also in game four, see, I I was the same way. I thought for sure it was going to be Empire was going to win each side, and I thought it was going to come down to that. 
But then clearly in game four, do you guys want to talk at all about how you were able to maybe use this Republican strategy, Republican tra- New Republic strategy <laughs> against uh, Randall Orton? <laughs> um, I'd say the reason we won game four wasn't that actually. <clears throat> like it was, it was really good, <clears throat> but the big difference in game four was that in game two, um, Shazam and Scale recognized that Jester was absolutely murdering us. Yeah. Like just crushing all of our objective players, right? He got like 14 kills in that game. Yeah, that was like one of the yeah, highest. That was, that was crazy. Yeah. It was like one of the I highest love. kill rounds for sure in those high yeah. level games. So Shazam had this brilliant idea to come up with an uh, ion laser A wing. And even if he didn't kill Jester, just make him stop killing us. Just yes. shut him down completely. Neutralize. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Neutralize those two players, right? and just pit their objectives versus our objectives. And it, it worked because it, like, it worked great. We also ran two ICTs that game, just like as much anti-defender tech as possible. Mm-hmm. is what we did. Mm-hmm. I got um, it done. Smart, man. Yeah. yeah, definitely got it done. That's cool. In, in game two, another reason was uh, our map. So Nadiri was one of our top picks. Oh, we really? Nadiri like crazy. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because um, we knew the community hated it, <laughs> so, yes. um, so we we really wanted to practice that map and, and bring it. But what we didn't realize was that if you're playing against a bunch of torpedoes, having your frigates far apart is bad. Mm. And we didn't consider that on Nadiri, and that was yeah. that was one of our big mistakes in map picks mm. for the, the tournament. Yeah, I was gonna say because yeah. I I don't like Nadiri for defense or the AI farm, but I do like it to, to attack on, on on Nadiri. Actually, that's one thing I like about it. Yep, on either faction. How was the, yeah? How did how did you guys think about uh, the map picks that you had uh, throughout the tournament? Were you were you hoping you got some different ones, or you didn't mind the ones you got, or what? Uh, map picks were alright. Oh, like what? No. What maps they picked? Our opponents? Yeah, picked? yeah. Huh? Or it or even really guys good. Said. It worked out really well for us, to be honest. <laughs> you guys liked um, it. Okay, good. Yeah, uh, we we were always banning Zavian. Yeah. And the reason we're always banning Zavian is because that map is bugged right now, and Empire has less AI to farm. <clears throat> oh, yeah. really? Is it really? Oh, yes. that's interesting. It is a tough mm. farm just because of the, yeah of the shape anyway. But huh, that's interesting. So you're always banning that. Yep. And the other thing I was going to say is, like, you said you had a, a, a specific plan too laid out before that you had, like, planned out what side and fashion you were going to do? Uh, yeah. So it depended on the, the teams, right? Because mm-hmm. we kind of had an idea of their general strategies. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were always banning Zavian, so it kind of depended what they picked. But when we were playing Republic, we were either picking Nadiri, like we said, mm-hmm. if we thought it was going to be good. Um, but if they ban Nadiri, which happened in the, uh, the, the, the cheese game, for example, mm-hmm. we were picking Fostar. And we figured Fostar, not everyone might have had the, been as comfortable farming AI on that map. Mm-hmm. I love, that's but like my also, favorite map. I love that map. Yeah, me too. I really like Fostar. Uh, but also, I, I'm sure you guys have noticed Shazam likes diving players. <laughs> he loves diving under towers. <laughs> and Fostar yeah. is such a good map for it because you can hang out in between their frigates and their start and like their star destroyer, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you could just live there. And anytime they come to try to defend their frigates, you can harass them or you know push them away. 
wow. or whatnot. So yeah, wow, really? Wow. Yeah, because that isn't really like high map. People don't usually go up that high to the top either. That's uh, definitely mm -hmm. tweak some people out. That's interesting. What are you, are you guys going to, um, is it still kind of keep the same basic strategy from now until the February majors or, uh, do you feel like you, uh, anything major you need to adjust or, uh, watch out for in the next, you know, at this point it's kind of like, um, treading water, right? You don't want to lose any skill. Um, hopefully you just keep getting better and better like everybody else from now until February, but any major changes you feel like you're doing or you just, is it a holding pattern right now as far as like retaining that championship uh, throughout the spring here? Um, go ahead if you want. Um, yeah, so like we um, we have a lot of strats that we have to like, <laughs> test it out. Yeah, I was, I was yet, thinking right? that might cool. be the case. <laughs> so, so um, I think like about a week ago, we had to like say like, okay, we have to like stop making up new things, and we have to just. <laughs> Say okay. You have. We have yeah. like one one standard <laughs> strat that we think is going to work against like most teams, and then we can mm -hmm. always like change it on the fly. But but like the things that we had practiced, we just wanted to like okay, that's our standard strat, right? Mm -hmm. And then um, I feel like you know we've got so many more things to uh, test and play with and you know mm -hmm. uh yeah so it's gonna be cool to uh to to, to see there's, there's yeah, more man. to come <laughs> well more to come for sure i think sure, that's some yes. of the most exciting parts is that as people play teams over and over and you get these kind of strategies down like we're gonna get see that blue 42 blue 42 hike you know what I mean? <laughs> and we're going to see some like some playbook stuff and uh, formation flying and other kind of, you know, escort duty and very cool things that you start seeing kind of show up. And it's like, oh, somebody pulled a new playbook out, you know, uh, for this this tourney. So I think, you know, it's, it's pretty smart. You guys not really going out there and publicly scrimming with other teams. So they just know what you're about and what you're up to all the time um, and keeping things a little bit uh, under the under the radar and uh it you know obviously turned out really well for you guys because you took the uh took the gold there at the end so it's cool yeah obviously all yeah. that work you put in paid off but what mm -hmm. did you learn from this for future events yeah uh to be able to adapt strategies more on the fly like we mm -hmm. I, I think we were all shocked at how much stuff was changing just during the tournament mm-hmm mm-hmm mm -hmm. Like Shazam deciding that putting Ion Cannon on his defender might be good to just harass Y Wings. We were like, "Are are you sure? Like you can't kill people with Ion Laser." <laughs> and then what was happening is he'd ping it, Skell would come along and finish it off, and they started just double teaming everyone, mm -hmm. right? But but also suddenly we have an Ion Laser to strip shields on frigates, mm -hmm. and sure. that was helping a ton. Um, yeah, so like that. That build kind of came about, I think, two hours before we were starting to play on day two. Because, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. uh, like, we knew that we was going to face uh, Cheese. And um, and so Cheese runs two Y-Wings on the Cruiser phase. And we kind of felt like, okay, we have to stop that somehow. And um, And that build just really, really worked so well um, yeah so that was great yeah that's awesome yep i mean it's 
it's kind of interesting that well, obviously we could talk about the patch too here that kind of came out today, and the big things was that you know the dead drift was patched, and the concussion missiles now have a much longer cooldown. I mean, those are both kind of you know two things you're you, you guys were using. What do you what do you guys feel about that now changing? I think the concussion cooldown isn't going to do anything. Oh yeah, just because yeah, the, way the, the, same, yeah. the way the cycles lined up. Yeah. Uh, you, you kind of had to wait that cool about that cooldown to shoot anyways, so yeah. I don't think that'll change anything. Mm -hmm. um, as far as the the drifting aiming and whatnot, um, I haven't played mm -hmm. in the new patch yet. I've only watched some stuff. Um, it still looks like dead drifting is very powerful to keep you out mm -hmm. from under the uh, like their nose. Mm -hmm. um, but We'll see. It's really think, it, right? Yeah. We'll just, I was trying to go back. We'll, I couldn't find the write-up we'll someone said, but I think it was that chain drifting is more powerful sort of now. Hmm. I think that was their kind of idea, basically, that being escapability is going to be a bigger factor and how you plan your routes to escape is going to be more uh, important than just your... or as important as your mechanics, anyway. That, that was the yeah, way yeah. kind of expressing, which is which is interesting. Different sides. I'm sure you guys will get into the game and you'll see it completely differently than that. <laughs> you'll be like, no. Nah. Right. <laughs> It'll be interesting. Uh, the podcast next week will be interesting after the patch is settled in, and we'll see what the new metas are and what people are, what teams are doing. You know, uh, I think it's sure. really cool. Uh, talking next week about the patch, but yeah, it just it just dropped today. So mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I feel like to be seen. maybe it needed more ox ox uh, adjustments to really shake up the meta. We'll see. We'll see what happens though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Speaking of escapability, though, like I, I watching that cast, they were really like, "Oh, and they they find they they get Varane and whatnot, right?" Like on on his support. Mm -hmm. But at the end of every game, Varane didn't have that many deaths, and it was always shocking to me that they kept pointing it out like it was this big thing <laughs> of them finally getting him because he is so slippery, mm -hmm. so hard to catch up to and whatnot, and. I can't count how many times he saved me in the tournament. It was ridiculous. Oh yeah, that's one thing I could okay. ask. What in? I never really asked about his support uh, loadouts at all during the frigate and, and cap stage. Um, did he switch off of the <laughs> markers and beacons, or what was the strategy there for it? I'm assuming he was resupplying at some point. Just markers and beacons the whole way. Whole way with markers and beacons. Okay. Whole way. Whole way. Yeah. So if you're wondering wow. how powerful it is, it is that powerful for you know doesn't doesn't need to be resupplied. You can have it all game. Uh, Thirty percent damage, no countermeasures, all those, all those goodies, right? Yeah, just keep saving us with stealth. <laughs> like we would call, you know, for uh, for help, and he would call how far he was, and we'd we'd run straight to him, type idea. Wow, for him to save us. So yeah, it's always really That's good. Um, yeah, I guess I was going to ask you guys too, but what uh, what what are your complaints? What would you like to see improved in Star Wars Squadrons overall? What do you guys? What would you guys like to see? In the game that you aren't seeing, uh, that, that's a pretty tough question. Because like I think I think the whole team is like on the same page uh, regarding that we're just play gonna Andrew. play yeah. the best game and the best strats and the best comms mm -hmm. that the game has on the patch, right? Mm -hmm. So. If the devs, you know, change something, we'll just, you know, learn something new. Yeah. Like, um, we don't really care too much about changes, I don't think. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's not just, really. Seems like it keeps it fun for you guys, but if anything, when it changes. The, this mm -hmm. meta shifting is crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, I, 
I've played a lot of high level games before, and this meta is changing so fast. I get kind of absurd. I was thinking the same thing, man. Like I've played a lot of games before, but I haven't seen like every like within a mo every month. There's like two shifts. Like what? What is going on here? It's crazy. Mm -hmm. So you never True. know where it's going. And anything else you guys want to say to uh, the community as a whole or about the tournament? Um, like I think it's really cool to see that basically no teams are doing the same thing. Like yeah. every team had their own strats, their own comps, their uh, own playing feel. to yeah. their own strengths, and um, like I really like that. It was so cool to 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 uh, see that, and that also you know takes a toll in you know um, in like the prep that we had to do to you know pick maps or like do certain strats against teams so like that was just yeah, really, really cool yeah no wow i think the community definitely learned uh from you guys for sure just the way you play you guys put on a show and mm -hmm. it was really cool to see uh you guys play at the highest level of this game over the last weekend there that was awesome yeah thanks, thanks. agreed that's really cool <clears throat> yeah thanks again for uh coming on and, and talking to us a bit about your uh, what you're up to and uh, how you get things done. It was, it was cool hearing some of the inside inside scoop on, on the Galactic Agriculture Squad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you guys have a do you guys have a Twitter or anything you want to shout out? I'm not sure for uh, you know either the squad or yourselves personally too. No. Don't feel I a mean, need to if you don't want I to. Guess, <laughs> I guess Shazam started streaming yesterday. Oh, nice. So yes, for sure. Twitch.tv yeah. slash Shazam Powers if you want to watch him murder everyone. Definitely. That's worth it. <laughs> worth it everyone's squadron follow for sure to check him out and uh to learn from one of the best players in the game for sure uh green fox oh, yeah. you've got you were saying earlier too you've got some new features on your youtube channel uh yeah we're getting ready to cut up all the um all the matches from day two and at least get them out there so everybody can uh can see what the finals look like and we'll have all the individual matches as well as some highlights from from this first uh winter minor and then um yeah, later in February. You know, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about more. You know, as the month comes comes by. But in a couple weeks here, we got the February majors, the winter majors coming up. So it's going to be pretty fun. Uh, it's definitely some heavy hitting stuff in the competitive community for sure. Awesome. Well, give uh, Green Fox a follow too on Twitter at Green Fox Leader, and YouTube is Green Fox Leader as well. Uh, yep, yep. I'm same with Twitch, all that stuff. All that stuff. I'm the time bomb tips on Twitch. And this is my YouTube channel. Thanks a lot. Give it a like. Give it a subscribe. You guys are the best. Thanks a lot again to Dracolich and Agriculture for coming on the pod. And thanks, everyone, from me and Green Fox. We will catch you guys next time on the Star Wars Squadron podcast. 517 to scan control. 517 to scan control.